go through the, the, you know, go through your contacts list, build a network of people so that you become the WordPress person in your network so that when they hear someone, I have a, an issue with my website that I need help with, I need help with now. Do you know of anyone that can help? It comes in and you've got the standalone service. Hello and welcome to the WP Elevation podcast. I am Mike Killen, a WP Elevation coach and WordPress marketing specialist based down in Devon in England. I am very excited today to say that our feature guest is Brad Morrison from GoWP, uh, a developer and maintenance support expert. In this episode, Brad is going to walk us through how to position uh, maintenance plans and support plans and care packages to your customers in order to generate recurring revenue and take a whole host of time off of your plate so that it allows you more time to focus on your business. Remember, we've got the tools checklist that you can download. Uh, stay with us and I know you're going to enjoy this episode. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Hey guys, Coach Mike here from WP Elevation, and I am with Brad Morrison from GoWP. Brad, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. No, not at all. Thanks for coming on board. We were talking about this earlier, how you know one of our elevators, uh, Melanie, and she was like, yeah, I get you Brad's email address. And there I am like thinking, how am I going to get this guy on the call, you know? Easier than you expected, huh? <laughs> yeah, Me- Me- Melanie's great. She used to live here in Atlanta, and Atlanta has such a strong WordPress community, so we all tend to know each other and um, it's, a, it's a very active community. Cool. So for those who don't know, I actually found you through GoWP. GoWP was mm-hmm. like a savior. I was like, uh, and so for those who don't know, take us through who you are, because you, you've been with Word, WordPress a long time, but you've also just been in the development space for a long time, right? Yeah. We, uh, well, after, um, right out of college, I started some, I did a corporate job, did a startup job, taught school, uh, a number of different things. And uh, in teaching, I was also a technology coordinator and always had some type of, uh, been involved in technology in some way, usually from more of an IT and hardware standpoint. Though. Um, and then in 2004, um, so seems like yesterday, but no, it's, it's not. So uh, a while back, I started, um, I started my own web development company and uh, just a single person and was a single person for with contractors for about five years. Uh, I was building Joomla websites. Amazing. Um, yep. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I think it was like right after like Joomla had, had kind of forked from Mambo, I think it was, uh, the Mambo project. And so um, built those and then realized that WordPress was, you know, it's, it's getting a lot better. It's getting better faster. There's a, a kind of a robust uh, developer community around it. There's great plugins available and I needed, knew that I needed to, to, to switch over. And so I, I hired um, my first full-time employee at that time, Lucas Karpiak, and he was a WordPress developer. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that kind of um, took us, you know, we, we really became a WordPress development shop. Um, that was around, I guess, 2009. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we, we did a lot of contract work for agencies. Um, so they, supply the PSD files and we would uh, code them into a functioning WordPress website. And, yeah. uh, and, and we love that side of the business and built it up to um, about 10 employees. Um, so just kind of serving the local community. Um, and then in, and uh, you know, it kind of, you know, the, there was definitely some soul searching because you, you get so many clients after a while yeah. that you've, you've touched in some way and yeah. they come back to you for stuff. Yep. And so you say, okay, how, how can we make this more efficient? Um, and so we, we ended up kind of um, 
forming, you know, transitioning to GoWP, becoming a 100% WordPress support provider. Yeah. So, and this is kind of what I want to talk about is if I look at where a lot of our guys who are listening to this now start, they might even just be one person, but the concept we found towards generating recurring revenue for your business maintenance and development is a huge opportunity to be able to do that for our business why is that so important to the small businesses our agency is maybe five six we're hiring another person people so it's Mm -hmm. still small but medium but still we find that that recurring revenue through maintenance plans is critical yes why is this so important yeah, um, you know, before support kind of became its own thing, right? And and that's there were some companies I think that started 2011, 2012, um, with, with hey, we're our, our focus is on WordPress, but even web support. If you look at Magento and some of the other, you know, that's really when support services were kind of coming out. Uh, before then, it was really just hosting. That was your recurring recurring revenue. Um, and so we had always considered that over the life of our agency as kind of our safety net, right? Yeah. If we can't, if we can't go get any more deals, if, yeah. if I, if I can't sign, we, we have this safety net, but you also have this realization that your safety net is only going to hold so many people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And particularly with hosting as well. Like everyone, yes. everyone does it. I was always like hosting was the thing. It's like, Oh, I've always got this coming in, but in the back of my mind, I'm always like, yeah, but I've always got to deal with it. Like, yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you know, it's, that's right. It's yeah, and, and, yeah. Unless you have a, a server administrator on on staff, unless you and and do you want to do twenty four seven with hosting, and do you want to, yep. you know? And so so we realized support. You know, we're getting a lot of um, support requests coming in, and and I think this is where a lot of agencies they kind of like we do hourly billing. I sit on the first of the month and I build it, I tally everything up, and I send it out. And so I, I think um, why you want to focus on on support is it will simplify your life in a a lot of different ways. Uh, The first is there's a consistent process that the client will follow. It's not, hey, I have to do something new and unique for every single client when they have a critical issue. Mm -hmm. They they have a critical issue, right? uh, And and, and they're they're making that that judgment call. So you you have kind of a formal process for being able to take that stuff on. Uh Um, So that's, that's one is just to simplify. But also, you know, if you do this with a credit card, um, you do this, um, you know, billing, I would even encourage to not bill on the first of the month, but throughout the month. So you even have consistent cash flow coming in um, regularly. Um, but do it with a card. It will simplify your process. You don't have to sit for four hours and, and look at their hourly um, billable time yep. and send manual invoices out. Right. So it makes your life a whole lot easier from an administrative standpoint. Um, I, think, I think another thing that kind of um, that why you want to do this and this is probably, to be honest, maybe the, the number one reason is retaining the client. Yeah. Web, web, you know, like web agencies tend to think, well, they're my client. I built a website for them. When did you yeah. build what? Two years ago? Yeah. You know, I built- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're not your client. They yeah. were your client when you were building that, but you did absolutely nothing to retain them. Yeah. And, Right. And you'll, you'll find out they're not your client when suddenly they have a new website because they've been outsourcing that and gathering mm-hmm. proposals. And so I, I think just that having that communication, retaining the client is is, a, is another huge reason to, to do support plans. Yeah. So just before we jump into kind of the how, because yeah. 
I've got a bunch of questions, super selfishly, guys. I'm going to ask the questions I want to ask. But uh, we actually have got a, a download, guys, for anyone listening or anyone watching. It's uh, the tools that WP Elevation uses, the WP Elevation tools checklist. That's down below, so you can you can you know uh, download that and check that out. It's interesting that we're talking about tools and stuff and standardizing things, process, documentation. This has been a theme, I think, for this season for me in particular. Yeah. The big thing that I think stops people offering any kind of recurring revenue-based service, particularly maintenance plans, is not necessarily that they don't know how to do it, but they're worried that there's going to be um, time where customers need 20 hours and they've only built for 10. And there's this yeah. kind of weird diet, this, this, they're worried that people won't pay and things like this. There seems to be a disconnect now without wanting to, to gush too heavily on it. Go WP actually kind of eliminates that, that, that problem, right? Yes. How do I start putting this forward to my customers and eliminating that worry from the back of my mind, you know? Yeah. And, and that, and that's hard. I, I can say just from experience, we've been doing this at scale and we find um, that it, it's a lot, I don't know, it's a lot like the insurance model in, in a lot of ways, right? So, so when, you know, if everybody used it at one time, it would not work. We, yep. we, we would go under that. That would not be a successful business model. Mm -hmm. I can tell you from experience that does not happen. And I think if you, if you track what's coming in now before you move to a model like this and you look and say, okay, what types of items am I getting on a regular basis? How many from this client? What types of, of tasks or similarities across all of my clients? Um, so that you can kind of maybe put some things in these buckets because you might find, you know, and, and I can tell you, the majority of what we do uh, as, as, at GoWP is what we consider tier one tasks. Yes. We, we did not realize that. We didn't know that moving, you know, when we, we went out of the gate, but. Um, I believe it's a little over 60% are, are what we consider tier one, which is mm -hmm. anything that can be done in the admin panel. Yes. So, yeah. so, you know, it's funny <laughs> the amount because customers have this weird paradox. I think the customer paradox to me is on the one half, they'll say, Oh, can you do this for me? It shouldn't take too long. And they've, they've actually got no idea. <laughs> they're like, this is critical and everything's going to blow up. And I'm like, dude, it's two checkboxes. Do not worry. Yes. Like they have this. That, that's there's, right. there's no in between with them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They think, and that's, I love those times though, because they think you're a magician. It's yeah. like the greatest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's and it's it's funny. You know, another thing we found like with reviews. You know, you, you send a you, you respond you complete a ticket, and there's always a way to rate that. How did how did we do? Mm -hmm. um, we find that the tier one task that's really the majority of the time people are also like leaving a, a review. Um, they're, they're happy on, on those issues. So don't, don't discount the little stuff and it's little stuff that can be done quickly. It's stuff, honestly, um, going back to the hesitation of I'd rather do hourly on this or I'd rather bill it. I don't want to, I don't want to lose money on this. Um, if you think about doing a, what is essentially a five minute job, a, a, a very quick job, um, it, it's so much easier to have the freedom for the client and for you, for them to just log the request, you take care of it and tell them it's done. Yep. Then for you to keep track of that, to send them, to tally that up at the end, 10 of those tasks and send them a, Hey, here's your, you know, here's your, your invoice. You've spent an hour doing that where you spent five minutes doing the task. And so I, I think for us, it's been very freeing. I would not, 
I would not be afraid of doing unlimited tasks. You know, it's funny. We were, when we first went sponsored a WordCamp and we were doing this, I think it was WordCamp Boston in 2014, we had a banner and we put on the banner 50 support tasks included because we're still kind of figuring out yeah, what we wanted to terrified, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Right. We, so we're like, okay, so 50, you know, if someone, if, if, if everyone does 50, you know, maybe we'll be able to do that, but that's going to be kind of a stretch. But looking back now at three years of, of having done this, I can say that without a doubt, unlimited is the way to go. It just makes the whole process smoother. So. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because the, the, the 80 20 rule i think comes up a lot of the time mm -hmm. we find that 80 percent of our time is taken up by 20 percent of our customers that's right we would support tasks and that's fine you know they typically pay pay extra for that um but at the same time worrying about kind of that ratio it does kind of work itself out you know there's yeah. there's this thing that uh, I know that my customers repeatedly tell me, look, Mike, we just don't want to worry about this. That's actually right. what they yes. want from us. We just don't want to worry about it. You know? Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, and it takes it takes that away on the client side. Now, you, you do have to monitor things. You have to have your internal metrics that you're monitoring to make sure that your, your tickets are, in fact, you know, are they tier one, tier two? Uh, which when I, when I use those terms, by the way, tier two, we can, so it's all internal, uh, but that's HTML, CSS, JavaScript, tier three would be more advanced PHP. And so any of that can fit in a 30 minute task. Yeah. Um, and, and we employ developers. So what, what developers can even do in the admin panel, experienced developers um, might take less time for it. But so, so I would, you know, kind of at least starting out, keep track of, you know, yeah. the fulfillment part of this is important who's, who's completing the task, how much time is it taking them? Because then you'll kind of figure out is it profitable or not. So, so yeah. I, I think I, I'm going to know your answer to the next question, but mm -hmm. let's say I've started to track what it is going in and out and the support tasks. And like you say, I tend actually most of the time it's, it's pretty basic high level stuff. What? how do I start to position the concept of the, the support and a maintenance plan to my customers? How do I start to ah. get in front of them? Yeah. So, and a specifically a plan versus the way it was being done. Uh, Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Versus that ad hoc. Ad yeah. Thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you see where to start on this one. This is uh, a <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I, I you know, the, the 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 single best advice I got again when we were starting this out was from Troy Dean. Uh, he's been known to have a few good ideas. Man, um, you know. And so. <laughs> So, uh, but we um, uh, had some coaching from him. I've been a member of WP Elevation for, I think, since late 2013 or early 2014. So, yep. uh, quite a while. And, and, uh, um, and so, some advice that he had was to survey your customers. And, and really, the, the idea there is to, you, you have an idea of where you want to go. You want to make the switch to plans. Um, lead your customers there. Um, lead them to the front door and then have them kind of bang on the front door to, to get in mm -hmm. and, uh, and tell, tell you that they want this mm -hmm. uh, probably sounds familiar. And, uh, but yeah, that, that, that concept and it, and it, and it works really well. You, you know, it's going to be a better service for them. Ultimately it's going to be better for you. It's a win, win across the board. Mm -hmm. So how do you, how do you throw something out there that's, that's different and because you've been doing it, you set the expectation that it's done differently and now you have to flip it on its head. Um, so, so I would start with a survey to customers and, and, um, one thing to focus on is their hatred of hourly billing, because whether they tell you or not, yes. they hate hourly billing. 
they don't like the model. They don't yep. like it with attorneys. They don't like it with you. Um, and so there, there is a kind of an unknown that's there. And, uh, and so if you kind of set your survey questions up, how do you feel about hourly billing? How do you, you know, but, but, and, but then go, other than the model, go into how important is security to you? Do you enjoy going into the admin panel and making changes? Yep. Do you, how well do you know WordPress? And so the things that you need in order to kind of um, then make a case of we asked you what, what you wanted yeah. and, and how to handle support. And this is what you told us. Um, <laughs> the, the hourly billing, the whole constant. I think the, the reason a lot of people don't put this model forward is because they basically don't like change at all. That's as an right. entity, right? Yeah, I agree. A lot of the time, the objection I hear, particularly when we're on coaching calls and trainings, they'll go, oh, yeah, but my customers won't like that. And I'm like, just take two customers and just just try yeah. it. just send them an email. The worst that's going to happen is they're going to say yep. no. And it turns out that they're like, you should have done this yesterday. Yes. <laughs> they that's, that's right. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. I, I, I agree. And, and sometimes it's just a matter of putting the foot forward and, and, and doing it and just sending something out. Um, you know, you could also start with, if you didn't do the survey first, you could, you could just start with an email. Um, we did the survey and then we sent an initial email that said, hey, in order to serve you better, here's what we're thinking of doing. Um, we know it's a radical concept. We know it's different than what we've been doing. We want to try it out are you willing? And then we basically said, I think we may have sent it on the 10th of the month and it was the rest of the month is free for, for you to give it a shot and see how you like it. And we got a decent percentage of existing and former clients, because again, they're not your client. If you don't, you know, them deciding they're going to call you to, to, to do one task, even though you, you built the website two years ago, I wouldn't even consider them a, an ongoing a client and we had a decent percentage of those. Um, the funny thing is, three years later, um, I mean, we still tap into that original list of, of yeah. web and hosting customers from our agency days. And um, when we send an email out, we sent one out last month. Just a reminder: yeah. we know your we know you host your we host your website, even though we're not a hosting company, but we host your website yeah. and have been for ten years. Yeah. Um, we also provide support, you know, and and then mentioning what GoWP is and how we can help and. We, we had some takers from that. So it, it's, you're not going to get them all overnight, but you don't have to get them all overnight. Yeah. And I think that's a really interesting uh, point. A lot of the time when people go, look, well, I, I don't really know. I don't have any customers. I'm like, that's actually probably not true. You, you mm -hmm. probably, and I think what they actually mean is they don't have a list of people they can go out to. Right. They think that if, when we've got a new product, we have to go after new people. I'm like, there's probably at least 10 people in your phone book who you text who would, Yes. Interested in something like this, like you have that out there. It's a new product. It doesn't mean that you have to do this whole new relaunch. Go out to the people that you know, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's a huge point. And that's probably the most um, underutilized tactic is, yep. is you know, it, we, we think of, you know, how do I transition my clients? I get that question from agency prospects yeah. <laughs> and all the time. How do I transition my agency customers? How do I, because they usually they know I'm going to start selling the value of this and including it in proposals for new customers. Mm -hmm. So that, that I've got, how do I transition people that I've already built websites for and I do hourly billing for, but then the third that is really underutilized is, is almost once you create your plans, using this as, a, as an intro to your company, use it as a standalone service. Mm -hmm. And I would argue that that's the easiest. 
um, because I agree. yeah, you're, you're, they already have a WordPress issue that yep. needs to be resolved. There are many, and, and like you said, go through the, the, you know, go through your contacts list, build a network of people so that you become the WordPress person in your network so that when they hear someone, I have a, an issue with my website that I need help with, I need help with now, do you know of anyone that can help? It comes in and you've got the standalone service. Along with that, I think there's a tendency with agencies, and we used to do it, um, you, what you're going for, you, you immediately go to the project. You know, they're, yeah. they're telling you that they have a problem with their website and they need it fixed, and you're immediately trying to pitch them on a $10,000 redesign, and you know, that's not what they're interested in. Yep. And, yep. and that may come later, but you don't need that to come. Let this be a standalone service and bring people into your business by meeting that need. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting you talk about those kind of those those levels of products. For example, our sites for our agency maintenance plans are they're non-negotiable. You have to have one if you're going to have a site because I can't afford my team to go in there and and, and change stuff. So you know it's it's part of that. Yeah. But at the same time, there are there's this entire world of people who have already got sites and you're someone who's saying i'm actually not just going to just i'm not going to do what i was doing which is giving you a site and moving on i'm going to help you regularly yes. and wouldn't you know it in two years time 18 months time when you need a full new website yes. i'm the guy who's been emailing you every week you know that's it that that's it it, it it's huge yeah. it's huge and i think it's i think it's often missed yeah. Um, so yeah, that's do you, when you send out a, when you, when you launch a project, how long do you have people on a plan? Is there a, um, do you, do you require a commitment of three months or six months or, or oh, yeah, a that's a really good point. It's a year, yeah. Yeah. A yeah. Year. Okay. Yeah. but I've never had anyone leave. In fact, we've even offered people like a thousand dollars cash to leave us. And every single one of them has said, no, we, we, I don't want the thousand dollars cash. I want to keep the web and the website going. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of like a funny thing. I don't know if anyone wants to try that. It's a, it's a, <laughs> we tried it and my board of directors was like, you are insane. <laughs> well, let's just try it on one customer. And it turns out, no, they want, they want, they want. The, the, the more, the long-term yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah. That's riskier than unlimited support right there, right? If they, yeah. Yeah. But, I, but I guess not. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, everybody takes you up on that, but that's but that's good, and that you know that to me says you know with with what the value that you're providing during that year. I mean, just imagine if you can get you know you, you're growing that pipeline for people coming into that, and then you kind of sell the other way when it's time for them to get a new website. You know that you're you're there and can provide that service, and they already trust you. It's huge, so. man. You said it there. They, you, there's a service there, and they already trust you. Like yep. people yep. are looking for reliable suppliers. Yes. You know, yep. so, so we've tracked what we use. We're, we're serving our customers, which I love. That's genius. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try that. Um, when we get back, you send this, uh, this email out saying, look, you guys have said this, or we want to try this. Um, we're going out to our current list, you know, and current mm -hmm. people, yes. current customers, and also just our network. What is it? Let's say someone takes me up on it, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, my answer to this would be go to gowp.com, frankly. <laughs> That's a great I, answer. I love that. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> what, what do I do now when someone goes, yeah, that sounds like a real good idea. Yeah. I, I think you have to have first a, um, what is my skill set? What, what do I do? Um, and do I have a team that can do this? Yep. Um, but yeah, this, this gets into the fulfillment part of this. How, how, how do I handle this once I have customers? And, and uh, it's, um, 
if you don't have the capacity to do that, there are outsource outsource providers like ours, White Label, that can that can do that. If you're going to do this in in house, um, you have to be very and I, I can tell you a lot of the tricks and things that we've done internally, and it's um, you have to have very thorough documentation. You have to. Yeah, very thorough. Um, you have to have very standard processes and always think of, even though you have one customer or two customers that are taking you up on it now, what does it look like when it's 50 customers, 100 customers, yeah. 500 customers? Um, it's okay to change. There, there. We have we started out with Zendesk and then we moved 15,000 support tickets into Help Scout. So we use Help Scout as our ticketing system. So your tools can change, the things you do can change. Um, it's, it's, uh, that's all, that's all stuff that, and we constantly reevaluate mm -hmm. the tools and processes. Um, but, but I would start with what am I good at and what can I do? Even if you're good at something, you may not have the hours in a day. Um, yeah. and, and so I, I, you know, if you're a, you need to be, to really do support well, you need development capacity. Um, and, and I mean, someone who can create I mean, you're, you're not going to be doing this as a support provider, but we found someone who can create themes and plugins from scratch, mm -hmm. someone who has an intimate knowledge of the WordPress codex, mm -hmm. um, someone who has a good, tr what we call a troubleshooting framework. Um, so how do they approach the problem, right? Um, it doesn't necessarily, you know, WordPress, the WordPress part of this can be learned. Mm -hmm. um, it takes experience really helps because I find with like, you know, I'll use Lucas as an example on my team who's been doing this a long time. He's seen it before. Uh, very rarely does, do we come across something that he hasn't seen before in some way. Mm -hmm. And so experienced developers are going to be that way. And so I would one, make sure you've got somehow the capacity to have experienced developers. Because even though tier one, the admin panel stuff is stuff that you can do, you've got to have something for the tier two and the tier three and the more involved because this, the, the one unfortunate part of this business is it's almost like being a referee in a, in a game, yeah. right? You're expected to do a yeah. good job. Yes. And the one time that you blow a call, right? The yeah. one time yeah. you, you mess something up, a customer can Worst referee ever. For absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No business being a referee. Yeah. So yeah. I, and so, so that's something to, to be careful. You're not, it's okay to make mistakes that yeah. that will happen. And you know, you, what you want to do in your business is earn enough goodwill yep. so that, so that when something, if something slips through the cracks, if you can't get to the bottom of something, if you know, it didn't go as smoothly as it did, they still understand this, person is looking out for my best interest. Mm -hmm. They're helping me. They're doing everything at their disposal to do that. And you'll find with most rational customers that that's, that's fine. Um, sometimes there's nothing you can do and it's probably not a good fit anyway. Um, but you, you do need to make sure that you have the capacity to, to help them on all WordPress support issues. Yeah. You know, a lot of the time, I think all businesses do this. They constantly go, Oh, I wish I had a clone of myself and I'd get so much more done. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah. you know, if you actually document what it is that you do and yeah. even support tasks is a really classic example, in my opinion yep. of people going, Oh, but I can't document this because it's, it's so custom each time. And it turns out not only the, the process they go through to find out what's wrong, but actually what's wrong nine times out of 10 is the same thing. Yes. A word document would allow you to clone yes. yourself. Right. That's how simple this is, you know? 
Yes, absolutely. You, you'd be surprised at how much free time you can suddenly open up for yourself by doing that. So yeah. And that yeah. scales. I can't yeah. say, I yeah. can't, I can't auction off support and say to them, go, well, yeah. they're paying me a hundred dollars an hour. So you're going to have to pay $150 an hour if you want to fix right. it. I can't do that. No. Like, it, it doesn't, it, it, there's a limit to how that can go. But the, my ability to have documentation to say to someone, do you know what? I need yeah. you to take care of this. And having a troubleshooting process is, that's only just become apparent to me. You're absolutely right. The yes. troubleshooting process is vital. Absolutely. Yeah. And we do even down to the most basic things, mm -hmm. um, you know, tr troubleshooting plug-in conflicts. We will have a step one, step two, step three, step four. I mean, we, we try to do that for everything. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and then we all, you always have a ticket archive that you can, you can search and all as well. If there was a specific issue that you need to reference back, but documentation is huge. It, it, it does become even more critical when you add employees, you'll, you'll realize yes. it's like, you know, it's, and so as you add additional staff or you bring in another partner to yep. handle, handle support, um, with you and for you, um, you'll, that, that becomes really important. Um, you know, something else as far as fulfilling this be honest about what you are. Um, I think that's important. And um, I, we always tell people up front, we are not an emergency support provider. We are, <laughs> we're, we're not. We're not. <laughs> Your emergency is not my emergency. That, that's exactly right. We are, we are not, a, you know, our small tasks that come included with subscriptions, those are done within eight business hours. Yeah. Um, usually it's, it's an hour or two, uh, depending on the, the workload that we have. But we are pretty rigid about that. We are not a, now. If we if something comes in, we do have some triggers and automation in place that can prioritize things like sites down. This is not working. The shopping cart's broken. The you know some things that are that are very critical. Um, we will prioritize if it's uh, if it's costing the customer business and, and it's. Sure. Uh, uh, but, but we are not a, you know, at this time we're not 24 seven. And I think that's okay. I think it's okay as you're, as an agency, if you're looking to implement this, just be honest and, and say, you know what, we are, you know, we handle support from nine to five. We handle support from, you know, whatever it is, yep. just make sure that you're delivering through that, whatever the SLA is that you said yep. that you're delivering through, but you don't have to be 24 seven and you don't have to drop what you're doing um, immediately and let customers know that's not what this is. It's funny. We had, we had a, uh, a new project startup only recently. And they said, Oh, do you do 24 hour support? And my internal like fear brain was going like, you've got to tell them you do 24 seven support. <laughs> and I went and I was like, okay, no, we don't. Nice. <laughs> we run nine to five, but actually realistically, uh, if you want to get in contact with us, that ticket will be looked at at 12 and four every single yes. day that that goes forward and they were yep. like oh okay that's <laughs> that's amazing right we, because because you set the expectation yeah yeah whereas if you had just said the, if the inclination was yes 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 we do 24 7 yes i'll do it myself <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> christmas day not my so funeral I, that's not a problem <laughs> not a problem yeah and it's, i'm here for you yeah. anytime yeah and it's and you know and what's interesting is that the more seriously you take your time the more seriously the customer takes that, your time, you know? they'll respect it yeah and that's that's the beautiful thing about being a business owner um is that you can kind of set your terms yeah. you you can say that and if something's not working you can change it can't change it every day but you can you can change things so that it, it it's working for your lifestyle and it's providing the best service for your for your client so yeah. absolutely 
Man, I, I could talk all day about this because this is like, this is, this is what we saw growth in our business. I thought growth meant going from 25K to 30K to whatever. Yep. It's yep. not. It's getting more customers on our, and we're so specific about the websites we work with as well. Right. We look like we're the only people in the market who can do it. That's not awesome. True. Yeah. That's not true. Anyone That's can awesome. do this, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I, let's say I want to do it. Let's, let's have a quick recap. First of all, sure. track what I use, right? Yes. Yeah. Track what you're doing right now. Um, track what types of tasks are coming in. Mm -hmm. um, track how many requests you're getting um, yep. and maybe break those into tiers. So, yeah. and then we're going to, so we're going to, assess and look at the the people that we've got out there already previous customers two-year-old customers in inverted commas and you know people in our network and we want to just make a list but and we want to reach out to them somehow right somehow yeah call them email send a survey and have them tell you they want this but definitely just reach out to them yeah yeah awesome and then we we, we make this sale and people go yeah this sounds awesome and you panic and you go i haven't got anything to give them yet but actually what we can do is first of all, document the process that we're going to use with them, right? Yes. Make sure you have repeatable processes that are documented and that can scale. Um, and then, um, scale, you know, yes. yeah, I mean, that's, that's huge. And then make sure that you have the capacity to do this. If you don't have the capacity, bring a partner in that can help you with it. Um, and then set your limits. Be sure to let them know you know, we, we can do this, you know, this, we provide this service during this time, mm -hmm. be honest about what you are and what you provide. Yeah. And we have the option to outsource, right? That's right. I don't, yes. I don't know. I don't know if you know any outsourcing. I might know one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yes, uh, go, go WP. We, you know, most of our customers are agency customers who outsource their support to us on a white label basis. Yeah, man. And like you said, I think the final thing, which is really important, I think just across the board is be honest with your customers and manage your expectations. You know, just because they say no, doesn't mean that you're being unreasonable. Some customers just aren't going to get it. You know, that's right. That's exactly right. And don't give up on them. They yes. may, they may a year from now or two years from now, they may understand the value in that. So we even, our hosting is, is part of the package and it's, it's not mm -hmm. cheap. And we have a lot of guys go, well, I can actually get it for $5 a year. So I'm going to go elsewhere. And you're right. We don't give up on them in, in about eight months time. That's typically when we'll start. I'm like, I'm going to reach out to this guy. There I'm you go. Yeah. With. And sure enough, they're like, oh my God, we have so many problems. I don't care. <laughs> you know, you're absolutely right. Just because someone says no doesn't mean yeah. you can't follow up with them later. Yeah, or when their site's compromised, you know, that, that happens as well. If security, it scans and cleanup is a part of what you decide to put in your plans. Yes. Um, they need a place to come back to. So always leave the, this is general in you know, business anyway, in any type of business. Always leave the door open and let them know that you're here for them. Even if they don't want it right now, they may in the future. Yeah, perfect. Uh, man, this has been awesome. Um, just really quickly, we have, uh, if you go to wpelevation.com forward slash Brad Morrison, that's two R's, one S. That's correct. Yep. Uh, yeah, two R's, one S. Um, you can go ahead and download the tools that WP Elevation uses, so the WP uh, tools checklist. Uh, and you can also subscribe to the podcast, leave us some comments, say hello to Brad. Um, man, this has just been in fact, like I said, I could talk about this for hours. This is awesome. yeah, it's, thank you so much for joining me. I've enjoyed it so much. Again, thanks for having me. Let's do it again sometime. Thank Definitely. you. Yeah, this, yeah this, this is on the books. Uh, yeah, so cool. I'm going to say uh, goodbye. I'll see you later, Brad. All right. Bye. Thank you. 
Hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the podcast as much as I did. I absolutely loved talking to Brad. GoWP is like a huge thing for me. Uh, and yeah, big, big, big deal talking about, again, processes, uh, cloning yourself, giving yourself time back, and of course, generating that recurring revenue. Love that. Remember to visit WPElevation.com forward slash Brad Morrison to download uh, the, uh, to access uh, the video. And of course, you can download the WP Elevation Tools Guide. Um, remember to leave us some feedback in the comment section below. Please subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word. Just visit wpelevation.com forward slash iTunes. Or remember to spread the word yourself and tell a friend, post it, let other people know we're getting a lot of coverage that way. And I'm really pleased to kind of see a lot of the interaction we're getting. Thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to your company on the next episode of the podcast. Until then, go elevate. Go elevate.